something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, y'all, we're rerunning two episodes today, which means that you'll hear two hosts, me and Tracy V. Wilson. Enjoy the show. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's November 28th. On this day in 1720, Anne Bonny and Mary Read were convicted of piracy. As is often the case with pirates, their early life is something of a fog. They each, though, wound up aboard the ship of Calico Jack Rackham. The story generally goes that Anne's husband, John Bonny, had been working in the Bahamas for Governor Woods Rogers, and he had been a pirate informant. But then Anne fell in love with one of the targets of her husband's informant activity, which was Jack Rackham, joined his pirate crew. Mary, on the other hand, was disguising herself as a man to join the crew. And earlier on in her life, she had similarly disguised herself to be a footboy and a soldier, basically occupations that weren't open to women. On August 22nd of 1720, Jack Rackham and Bonnie and the rest of a party stole a ship called the William, which belonged to a man named John Ham. They took on a crew of 12 and started sailing the William around the Bahamas, plundering as they went. They mostly went after small boats, especially fishing boats. They would basically take all the fish in the tackle and then be on their way. 
Sources disagree about whether Bonnie and Reed stayed disguised as men this whole time. In some versions, when they had a raid like this, they would be dressed as men, but they were in women's clothes the rest of the time. In others, they were just dressed as women, whatever. Uh, It's really all over the map. In October of 1720, though, one of the boats they encountered was a canoe that was being helmed by a woman named Dorothy Thomas. And Rackham let her go over Bonnie and Reed's objections that she might notify the authorities of where they were. The authorities already knew, though. Governor Woods Rogers had already heard about Rackham's piratical activities off the coast of Jamaica. He had already dispatched the privateer, Captain Jonathan Barnett, to take care of it. Bonnie and Reed were the ones on deck when Barnett's ship found and approached them on October 22nd of 1720. Most of the rest of the crew, though, were below decks. They were intoxicated. So Bonnie and Reed stayed above decks. They were fighting back-to-back with both pistols and cutlasses and shouting below to the men to come up and help. At one point, Reed reportedly fired her pistol below deck to try to get their attention and wound up hitting one of them. Ultimately, though, they were all captured. Trials for Rackham and his crew started on November 16, 1720. They were all found guilty and hanged. Rackham's last request was supposedly to see Anne Bonny again, and she had no patience for that, saying, quote, If you had fought like a man, you need not have been hanged like a dog. Anne Bonny and Mary Reed were tried on November 28th, and according to the general history of the pirates, quote, two other pirates were tried that belonged to Rackham's crew. That was Anne and Mary. Being convicted, they were brought up and asked if either of them had anything to say why the sentence of death should not pass upon them, in like manner as had been done to all the rest. And both of them pleaded their bellies, being quick with child, and prayed that execution might be stayed, whereupon the court passed sentence, as in cases of piracy, but ordered them back till a proper jury could be appointed to inquire into the matter. So they basically both argued that they should be spared hanging because they were pregnant. They were sent to prison, and Anne Bonny apparently survived her time in prison, but it's unclear what happened to her after that. Mary Reed died of a fever, or possibly due to complications of childbirth before she was released. She's probably the same Mary Reed who's listed in a death record for April 28th of 1721. You can learn more about all this in the August 15th, 2016 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class, including why that general history of the pirates that I just read from is a source you should really take with a grain of salt. That's why there's also so much supposedly and reportedly in this episode. Thanks to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their work on this show. And you can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. You can tune in tomorrow for A Massacre at Sea. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that believes no day in history is a slow day. The day was November 28, 1967. Astrophysicist Jocelyn Bell Burnell became the first person to detect a radio pulsar. A pulsar is a celestial source of pulsating electromagnetic radiation that is thought to be a rapidly rotating neutron star. Pulsars emit pulses of radiation, like radio waves, at short, relatively constant intervals. In 1967, Jocelyn Bell was pursuing her doctorate at the University of Cambridge, where her advisor was radio astronomer Anthony Hewish. That year, Hewish and his graduate students completed a radio telescope that was designed to observe the scintillation of stars, particularly quasars. 
A quasar is a region at the center of a galaxy that emits an exceptionally large amount of energy. The first quasars were discovered by the early 1960s. Bell helped build the telescope at the Millard Radio Astronomy Observatory. Once the telescope went into operation in July of 1967, Bell began operating it and analyzing the data by hand. One day, she noticed a strange signal at a wavelength of 3.7 meters. The signal continued to appear over the next several months. On November 28th, she captured a recording of the signal that gave more detail. Bell called the reading a, quote, bit of scruff in the data. It showed that the signal corresponded to a burst of radio energy that came in regular intervals of about 1.3 seconds. The reading was synced with sidereal time rather than Earth time, and it consistently came from the same part of the sky. So she set about determining the source of the signal. It couldn't be coming from any natural sources like stars, galaxies, or solar wind. And it did not come from any human or human-made sources like radar reflected off the moon, other radio astronomers, television signals, orbiting satellites, or buildings near the telescope. After ruling out all those sources, she and Hewish called the signal LGM-1 because they couldn't rule out little green men, aka aliens. But soon, Bell found another signal, this one pulsing at 1.2-second intervals. This signal was coming from a different part of the sky. That meant that the signal was likely not sent by extraterrestrial beings. Later that year, Bell noticed a couple more of these unusual signals. In January 1968, Bell, Hewish, and colleagues submitted a paper describing their discovery to the journal Nature. And the paper, Observation of a Rapidly Pulsating Radio Source, was published on February 24th. The paper noted that they had recorded unusual signals from pulsating radio sources and posited that the radiation may be associated with oscillations of white dwarf or neutron stars. But even though they had announced the discovery, they still didn't know the source of the signal. That didn't stop other scientists from trying to discover more of these pulsating sources and where they were coming from. By the end of 1968, more had been discovered, and it had been suggested that neutron stars were the source. Hewish first used the word pulsar in an interview with the Daily Telegraph in 1968. Bell and Hewish changed the name of the signal from LGM to CP, or Cambridge Pulsar, and the first radio pulsar they detected was dubbed CP-1919. Hewish received the 1974 Nobel Prize in Physics for his role in the discovery of pulsars, a controversial decision because Bell's contributions were not recognized. Since their discovery, pulsars have been used to study extreme states of matter and search for gravitational waves. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Send your best history memes to us at TDIHC Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email still works. Send us a note at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. 
Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.